Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. You bring in a new coordinator, maybe it sparks everybody to get us on that run we need to get on. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it's going to be not only an interesting week, it's going to be an interesting December. Because these last three games, you can't disagree with Ted. We play like this, we're not going to win any of them. <laughs> Correct. So, But, you know, we won't have to wait long. If there's a change coming, it's going to happen by tomorrow. Fucking hell of an intro. After a bad, let me repeat that, a bad Vikings loss, this time in Seattle, home of rain and coffee. And grunge. And grunge and good bands and just the Vikings defense did okay. They couldn't keep contain where the... They kept they kept the team in the uh, game. The Vikings play defense played well enough to win the game. Like yes, but the yes. offense, the word of the night, and it even came from the announcers, was ineptitude. It's hundred percent on the offense. Had nothing to do yep. with the defense. Yep. Anyways, I'm a little bit upset over tonight's performance, but Drew, you had something to say. I just wanted to say this. I remember back in week eight when we did this show. When is week eight? What was that, 27 weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, about then. Back in week eight, I asked a simple question to Mr. Ted Glover. Ted, what do you think our record's going to be at week 13? And guess what Ted Glover told me? Without hesitation. Without hesitation, we're going to be six, six, and one. Did I I always say that? Yes, Yes, you you did. did. You see what? You see, here's another thing. Drew keeps notes of past shows. (laughs) Here we go again. I care about this show. It is written in my notes. I have questions that I ask you guys, and you said that at week eight. You said, Drew, and you didn't even, like, think about it or go, wait, I need to think about it. You just said it. You said six, six, and one. That's what I see. So I got to take my hat off to to Ted Glover. You know, I mean, sometimes I wish the people I know would run the fucking <laughs> I wish the people I knew would run the fucking team. Honestly, I do, because they seem to know more about the inner workings of what the hell is going on. But I just want to start out with saying, I thought of that all day. I go, I hope Ted Glover's wrong. I hope to God he's fucking wrong. But if we if we lose the game, that's the first thing I want to say on the show is he called it like a well, month and a half ago. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm not I'm not happy I was right in that prediction. I, I mean, but it just, you know, uh, they just they've just been this hot and cold team all year. Now tell me about that telling point you had. Let's hear it. Yeah, so we were talking in uh, before we started rolling. 
And and there was there was a point, um, kind of two things. Right at right after that that fourth fourth down play to Rudolph that was incomplete that that resulted in no points down on the goal line. The they cut away to commercial and they cut back to the sideline and and Thielen was kind of he wasn't like screaming at Kirk Cousins but he was barking at him, saying probably something to the effect, "Hey man, I was open and if you'd have looked my way, it'd have been an easy touchdown," which it was. Which in Thielen's defense, it would have been. I you know obviously I don't read lips, don't know what they were saying. But but Thielen was talking to the point that Cousins just kind of looked at him and walked away and went over towards, I think, Diggs or uh, maybe another coach. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Fast forward a little bit later, uh, Booger McFarlane, one of the guys on, on the Monday Night Crew, was saying, you know, there's – and he was absolutely right about all this. The, this first part he's absolutely right about. There is there is way too much talent on this Minnesota uh, to not score points in this game. There's, there's just not. Right. Um, and then, and then he said, you know, when you walk into the building in, in Minneapolis, you can feel the tension between Mike Zimmer and, and, and John DeFilippo. And that's something that has to come to a resolution because wow. it's either going to cause this team to implode uh, if it already hasn't. I mean, they have got to figure something out either. I, I'm not, I'm not sure firing DeFilippo helps anything out at this point in the game. No, it doesn't. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it does. But. Yeah, something something needs to happen. Or this team, they st- you know, they still have a chance. They can rally, win their last three games, maybe go into the playoffs with a little bit of momentum, or they can completely fall apart, go six nine and one. You know and- what? I'm not. Hey, hey, hey I'm not going to ask you what the fucking record's going to be anymore. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't. You, you think they should beat Miami, but then Miami beat New England. No, we talk about that. You know, we run the table, catch fire and all. Come on, Ted. You, I don't see it anymore. I see a team that's – they're not good. It's just – it's imploding. Nope. Right? It's, in, it's imploding right now. I, I if, if it already hasn't happened, yeah, it's in the process of if it's not already completely done. So, I mean, I, that, a win one of these last two games would have helped a lot, but it's, you know, just made things a lot worse. Ineptitude is the word of the night, period. On the offensive side, ineptitude is the word of the night, period. Complete complete and total. That that looked just like the Patriot game. I mean, mean, no, it was worse than the Patriot game, Drew. Drew, you said, you talk about what um, Ted said was in your head all day. What you said was in mine. You said the first two drives would be key. And what were our first two drives? Oh, three, they six were, and out. We didn't go three and out. I know that, but they were crap, absolute yeah. crap. We didn't get into their into their. We didn't get into their territory to what third quarter, halfway through. Third quarter. Yep. And again, we get a touchdown drive when it doesn't matter. I mean, just the overall, the essence of the game. They all feel the same. They all feel like again. Remember last week we were saying, "Wow, how it's only ten to nothing." We're saying I was saying the same thing in this one with my wife going, it's only six to nothing, and it feels like it's 30 to nothing. Yeah, it I was did. saying that at half when same. it was only three to nothing, and going same thing. Katie, it was like it feels like we're 27 points behind. This team, this team constantly feels like it's on the ropes fighting off a barrage of punches. That's what it feels like. From the opening kickoff. 
We never take the fight to anybody. It never feels like we're the bully. It never feels like we're pushing people around. It never feels like we have the momentum. It always feels like we're hanging on for dear life. It's the same feeling. All we, uh, the past, the past eight quarters of football, I haven't felt good about watching one quarter of it. No, no, it's been terrible yeah. football. On I the offensive the, side of the ball. I see the Kendrick's the interception. Side. I see the Kendrick's pick. I'm practically jumping around, running run outside and jump around because I finally seen something good I can cheer for. Yeah, it's exactly. really bad. It's just, it's bad. I don't, a lot of questions out there now. I mean, well, I sent you guys in the messages a uh, picture I used to use back when I was running Loof's locker room back almost 10 years ago. Back when Chili was coach and it was a coach's poll. And I'm half tempted to fire that puppy back up to whether the coach should be fired or not. And I fully, fully would love to see DeFalapo fired because I, me, could call a better offensive game plan. Now, Kirk Cousins has his issues. Kirk Cousins has frozen in every big game. We have not beat a team over 500 yet this year, right? Especially on the road. He has his issues. The whole, eh, what was it, in the first half, first quarter-ish, when he was dropping back, the long pass, and he turns his back to the offensive line, and he dumps off to Murray. One of the weirdest plays the I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I right, wasn't it? It was all you're like, you know what? 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 what is this? That that looked like the fucking Alouettes against the Stampeders. <laughs> I posted a picture on that. That play. was so that was Adam so Canadian Thielen. football. That was Canadian football all the way right there. Baby. Adam Thielen was wide, wide open, open downfield. Wide open. Wide there wasn't open. A, there wasn't, wasn't a guy with a in the yards. in the picture. Oh. Within 10 yards. Was, of yeah. yeah. That that well, was yeah. You could tell by if you watch that play, he had especially the replay because you can always see more clearly on the replays. Uh, he was going to Murray no matter where he was. He was dead set on throwing him the ball. Was it Murray or Cook? Whoever it was, it was, Murray. It was on that Murray on that one. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment on Cousins. I was gonna make a big post tomorrow, but I think I'm gonna actually hold off to the end of the year. My take is I'm gonna use a little bit of Terry Bradshaw's logic. I know that sounds very weird, and I know he's a weird dude, but. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw said when he entered the league, uh, he took him, he was almost ran out of Pittsburgh until his offensive line got fixed and he got Swan and Stallworth and Betty Cunningham. He got some talent around him. Um, I know Kirk Cousins, he's not, he's not looking like the quarterback we wanted to have, but this offensive line is garbage. And I'm not going to judge him fully until he gets a serviceable offensive line in front of him. I'm not going to do it which means I'm not going to throw him under the bus now or into the end of the year because it's not fair. The line is terrible, guys. No, uh, I, well, I got that. Hey, 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 let me go on record real fast, and I'll let, get, let you guys have the floor. I'm going on record to say everybody who talked shit and smacked to me when I ripped about us not fixing the O-line the last two years, you can all kiss my ass, all of it. <laughs> because I was right. I was right, and I'm right right now. That's not good. Let, so, let, let, let me ask you guys a question. Why do you remember in the beginning of the season when the Vikings traded for center Brett Jones from the Giants, yes. but he could also play left guard? Why? Why has 
the offense continually gone with Mike Remmers and Tom Compton. I have they, no answer. They are, they are terrible. They are absolutely, utterly terrible this year. And when O'Neal got hurt tonight, why didn't I, and why did they stick in Hill and just not move Remmers over to right tackle and throw an Isadora in his place? I don't know. Like, yeah. You can't tell me Isadora and Jones are that much worse than Remmers and Compton. I, I don't think they could be. I, Especially I don't know it's impossible. I don't know how to answer that question, Ted. But, uh, you know, this will explain it all. When the... Remember when O'Neal went down and they they cut he was laying down they went to a commercial mm-hmm. right? they didn't really show a lot of it right when it cut to the commercial Ruby said who is that Drew who was down and I looked at her and I said it makes no difference who's who that is they all they're all terrible it doesn't matter one bit of a difference who it is I, I, I was, and I was kind of frustrating on my point but I was kind of thinking does it really matter who it is at this point I mean fuck dude I got to disagree a little bit I, I think O'Neal is very promising I, I thought he was a good pick. I think he's been been pretty good this year, all things considered, for a rookie. But you're you're right. I I, I defended Spielman in in the way he addressed the offensive line in the offseason. Yeah, it, it's got to it's got to be kind of an all hands on deck, numero uno priority. It just has to be because Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins cannot improvise um, when he is forced out of the pocket to make a play. Like Case Keenum could last year, he just and that's can't. on him. That's on you know you know. And I'm not letting. I'm not going to let Cousins off the hook. I was just telling you guys. I'm not going to fully evaluate him unless he has a decent offensive line in front of him. But he has a lot of check marks on the con side of his list with me. He's not very good. At least he's not showing it right now. He doesn't. He, he plays hot. That that rolling out and throwing it away over and over again. I mean, make a play, dude. Fuck. And it's like. What is with us in third and ones? Do we have more of those than every team combined in the league? We must have 12 third and ones a game. And it's always a it's always a big adventure. It's either third or one or fourth and one, and we don't know what's coming next. But we have like eight. Oh, eight we don't them. know unless it's running up the middle with Murray or Cook. You know, he doesn't you know, keep, he doesn't keep plays alive very well, Ted. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He hasn't in the last I mean, you could argue maybe he did earlier this year, but he hasn't in the last month or so. No, not at all. I mean, he's. I want to try to defend him, and the only real defense I have is saying he doesn't have a good offensive line. But everything else involved with Cousins, it's hard to give me a check mark in the good category. I mean, he he looks lost at times. He makes some terrible throws. He holds the ball too long. He's about as mobile as a sixty-year-old man. I don't understand what the problem is. He can't even the lateral pocket movement. He doesn't seem to have any of that. I mean, it's it's like, and then when he has time to pass it, he he throws these. You know, three yard pass on a check down, and it's like, yeah, he's uh, really become a check down Charlie lately, hadn't he? Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I th- thought about it during the game, and you don't want to say it on the thread, and you don't want to say it to people. What is the difference between him and Case Keenum at this point? Besides, he puts up more stats, but Keenum is more mobile. I mean, look, you know, we, we can talk all we want about about this year and and what, but I, he's a quarterback. Uh, yeah, he uh, and and the Vikings aren't cutting him. I no, mean, not, no. Not, I mean, not guaranteed. He's got twenty eight million guaranteed this this year and next year, next and year, year after. So I guess I feel like I'm probably spinning my wheels by even talking about him. What's the point of talking about it? He's not going anywhere, and I'm not necessarily sure he should go anywhere. I mean, he's 
he's our guy. I mean, why even talk? He's our guy. We're not getting, there's not going to be a change at quarterback. So all you can say is why or ask why, but that's not going to change. But there's a lot, there's bigger no, problems on this team. But he Kirk is Cousins. our quarterback. We all know that. We can't okay, do the what if if it was Keenum or Bridgewater or whoever. Let's give him an offensive line and let's give him a play caller with a fucking brain in his head. And then well, let's evaluate. Right now, it's the yeah. play caller with the brain. You should be able to at least call around his deficiencies, right? To mask them. And that's not happening whatsoever. Hasn't happened all season long. You know, and you're, you're telling me this guy is head coach material. He's an up and comer. Bullshit. I can call better plays. I think we got to go into what Ted said earlier about there seems to be a tension in the Vikings. I think that's telling. It's it's going to be huge, and, and we're and going to hear more about it this week. And and if it's if it's uh, if it's obvious, or if it if it seems apparent to a a guy or a, a group of guys that that aren't with the Vikings, they only come down for a couple interviews for a few hour period. Right. What do you think the feeling is with the team? Sure. I mean, if they're noticing it, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, and, yeah. and it's and it's starting to and it's starting to dribble downhill because you saw you saw Thielen barking with Cousins a little bit. So is you know are are they starting to take sides? Are you know you've got you've got a Zimmer camp on one side, you have a DeFilippo camp on the other. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, you know yeah, what? The DeFilippo camp can't be that big, Ted. If that's the problem, I would say that's the only way that you would make a move at week. 14 because I was when I was on my walk this morning I'm thinking you got to play it out it doesn't do any good to change it right now but if that's going on if that's going on you got to do something now you yeah gotta, I, I think so you know what what is the problem with making Stefanski the offensive coordinator can it get any worse no ah. <laughs> you bring up that's a good question no can it? I, mean, I don't if, think if, so. you, if you combine that with the attitude of the guys taking sides and taking, you know, being on this coach's side, if you got that going on, you have to make a move tonight, not tomorrow morning. You have to fire that fucker and get your team back. You can't lose the reins of your team. You can't let the horses go from the cart. I mean, if that's a big enough problem, I doubt there's any player on that offense is it on Filippo's side. It looks like when he's on the sidelines, nobody's on his side. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't see that many people on his side. There, there doesn't appear to be a whole – lot of confidence in the Vikings body language on offense. It's it's like they go out knowing they're going to go three and out or kick oh, the ball. It's like they know they're not going to score. There's no intensity at all. No. And that's been happening, you know, even when we win games it seems like that's been happening, but it, there's no well, If that if that's the case, Zimmer needs to fire him now, promote Stefanski and say, "Hey, you got 3 games to audition." I'm starting, to, I'm starting to question if Zimmer's the right guy. You got coaches that can coach X's and O's to a point, and they got coaches, but yet you need a coach to take you to another level. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, what do you I mean that's not something you figure out right now, but De Filippo, the thing can't continue. I mean, I got my I don't know. Which one of you guys, one of you two said said on Facebook, or maybe when we were chatting with each other. If it's accurate, I said it. <laughs> there's there's only been one coach that's won a Super Bowl his first five years with the team. How's Dave? Dave said that. Dave. Yeah, Dave, Dave, you mentioned there's only been one coach hired by a team that won a Super Bowl 
uh, outside his first five years of being hired by that team. Correct. Who was that? That yeah, was who, uh, um, Pittsburgh. It was Chuck uh, Noll. No, Cower? Bill Cower? Cower. Bill Cower. Really? Yes. And that's it. You know, in the modern Super Bowl area error uh, era of the era. How much tequila have you had tonight? Four ounces and four beers. Hey, you want to relive these questions real quick? I asked you guys last week. Sure. Do the Vikings rush for 100 yards? David said yes. And Ted said no. I don't know what we did. Oh, hang on. I got the stats right here. You yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, I had the Vikings rushed for 77 yards. Seattle rushed, right. for two, Seattle rushed for 214, if anybody cares. All right. Wow, dude. That's, that's fuck. That's gnarly. Okay. Ted wins that one. One nothing, Ted. Uh, do the Vikings hold the Seahawks to under 20? Yes, um, they did. Yes, no, they didn't. They had 21. Uh, yes. Yeah, but the defense hold them to two scores. The other you one was the final interception. 21 to 7. You both, said no. you both said no on that one, so you both get a credit point. All right. So it's 2 to 1, Ted. Do the Vikings get two turnovers? They, uh, they got one. They had the Kenner's interception. Ted said no. Dave said yes. So Ted's up three to one. And the last question, how many sacks did the Vikings get on Russ Wilson? I said four, and we didn't get four. You did say four. Ted, Ted said, said one. One. So Ted, all right, Ted said two questions. We're done with that. And they got two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there we are, back to zero with that motherfucker. There we go. <laughs> it's never going to get higher than two. Did he miss one? Yeah, you, well, you guys both got one right, and that was your. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Ted got all of them didn't right. miss a kick. No, that wasn't one of the questions. I was just throwing this up there. Oh, so it's one perfect game. Go ahead and kiss a little thunder and lightning, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted, went, Ted, went, Ted went 4 0 on the questions. So I think we should do that every week. All right. I'll think of some questions next week. And I also have Is D. Filippo here next year? We all know that's a big no now. I'm, I'm thinking no. Wow, yes. this is going to be. You said yes. This is, you know <laughs> oh, what? I did. This, I did say yes, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, you did say yes on that one. So Dave might win the long term question on that. This is going to be a hell of a three week run coming up. What the hell is going to happen this next three weeks? Holy shit! You want a spicy hot take? Oh man, I need something because all I can drink is water right now. But I'm ready to fall off the fucking wagon at any time. <laughs> Di Filippo and Prefer both get fired this week. How's bam, that for a high spicy take? Bam! 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 <laughs> bam! bam. Like that. that is that is a hot take. I like that one. Now, why would Prefer get fired for all that are sucks, listening? Dude, he sucks. I mean, Bailey. <laughs> you know, do you ever have the game when you were a kid called Super Toe? You had a little plastic field goal kicker guy. You pressed yeah. down the helmet. Yes. I would rather trot out. I would rather trot out a plastic super toe to pick a field goal than a current kicker on the Vikings roster. I mean, you took the second best kicker in NFL history and made him terrible. Yeah, no shit. Glover, well, and, and Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson hasn't missed a kick since he signed with the Raiders. 
I'm going to like you know what? one. I'm going to find us a super toe for the next show. We're gonna, <laughs> you know what? We're going to use that fucker. And we're gonna, let's, let's, I'll find it. I'll get it. We'll try some big stuff. I saw a stat this week just on that. <clears throat> Our kicking game, which we've missed like 13 kicks or something like that on Godly number this season, has cost us, they figured, two and a half games, right? Advanced stats, so it's point whatever. Easily they have cost us that. And it is just, it is pathetic. You screw up so many kickers. I don't care how good the coverage teams are. They've obviously been good at times in the return game, etc. And that's where Prefer gets his props. But when it comes to kickers, he screws them up bigger than anybody. Well, there's more problems than just, you know... This has got to be it for Cheryl's. We need a guy that can actually run kicks back and not make fair catches. He's kind of done in my book. But uh, uh, I like Abdullah. Abdullah's a pretty good kick returner in the end, in the kickoffs. He does all right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he does pretty good. But Speaking of moral victories, your man, Holton Cypress Hill, he did pretty well. Actually did very well tonight. He would he could tackle well and he defended the pass extremely well. We got fucked on some calls too. That that Rhodes interference wasn't interference. I mean, no, fuck, that was terrible. And Let's that get, we need to get home and get some home game. cooking. We need to get our own refs back. Get some home cooking back. But it, you know, it's another game where the defense. If there's any disconnect, it's got to be with the defense and the and the offense. I mean, damn. yeah. Here's, here's one thing. Um, you, Drew, you said you had the the volume on low, but they had Bobby Wagner mic'd up. No, I know uh, that. Oh, every time, speaking, every time they, no, when they showed it on TV, call, he when they showed it over on, the line. That's illegal. When they showed it on TV, when they showed the mic'd up, and you could tell they're doing it, my wife kept saying, "I'm so glad we do volume zero. That's the last fucking thing I want to hear." Well, so. he said, he said early in the game, he said, "It's over. It's already over. They didn't come ready to play wow. about the Vikings." And he was right. he was absolutely spot on. He was Why are we like on. that every week, Ted? All right, give me a break. You've seen enough of this shit. Why are we listless? And why what? Why do we have the same plays every week? Why does it we we struggle with the same areas? There why? Is no, why? The, the, I'm, I'm telling you know. The more I think about it, since we've been sitting here talking, I have I think what I think is a very workable theory. The yeah. offense has absolutely zero confidence in DiFilippo, and you can tell it. You can tell it when they go out. They think no matter what's going to get called. Is is not going to work. It makes Cousins tentative, um, and, and that doesn't excuse his play. His his play has been bad, right. but but there is there is no rhythm because what the Vikings players think they should be running and calling isn't what's getting called. So there's confusion, there's frustration, and now it's starting to boil over. And and, and what you're saying is dates back a month and a half ago, and it's just building every game, right? Correct. Yeah, so yeah. Building I, a little more. The hatred's yeah. building. First off, you don't two months ago you don't want to say anything because you want to be the upfront guy and you want to be a team team, rah rah, let's try it. And then it happens so many times over so many successive weeks, it gets to the point where people are up like they can't you're right. It's, it's what it seems, it's what it looks like. We're boiling over. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. It, that's why it's gonna be interesting the next three weeks because we're right in the thick of the we're not out of it. I mean, I mean, if you break down where we're at, uh we're right in the race for the wild card. They I mean, still, division's over with. We're not yeah, no, the division's done. I uh, I did that. I did my weekly playoff post. Had the Vikings won tonight, they'd have over a 90% chance of making the playoffs. Even with the loss, they still have the sixth seed. 
and they're still right. at fifty six or fifty seven percent, depending on what site you look at. Well, so, if, they're, if they're out of the race altogether, of course you keep DiFilippo and then chop him the day after the season ends. But if you're still in a wild card race, wild card race, Ted, do you make a move? Do you get rid of him this week and say, "Fuck it, let's try it"? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. Last week, I didn't think that was a smart idea, but after watching this offensive night. I, I'm kind I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not opposed I'm to you. it. I mean, if your season's over, if you're three and twelve or what? I mean, if you have no season left, there's no point in doing it right now. But you might as well try something. Yeah. Now, I'd like to see a different a, a change with three weeks left. Who knows? They better get their. They play like this against the Bears. Oh my God, they're going to get twenty sacks on us. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bears, if they beat the Packers next week, they clinch the division. Yeah, it, it's you know, as fans, this is difficult to watch, guys. It's very painful. It's hard to watch. I mean, you watch a team play and they do, and they're competitive the whole way through, and it goes back and forth. You know, that's one thing. But to watch these Viking games are getting almost unwatchable. And, and it's the same thing, like we've said every week. It's it's the it's same thing. A, yeah, an uninspired team, not prepared, and and not prepared to play, and just kind of like emotionally detached about playing the game. That's right. not a team I want to and, cheer for. And when one side is that way, the offensive side, the defense has a hard time playing complementary football, even though they did extremely well most of the game tonight. They they did their part, as normally most weeks happens. When you get six, seven, eight drives in a row, and you don't doesn't the head coach walk over to the coordinator and say, you know, I do, why don't we do some – why don't we do some no huddle? Why don't we try to mix? The, does, does the head coach ever override the coordinator? I mean, come on, dude. It's got to be apparently a point not. Where you, where I mean, apparently it does. I'm going to put up the drive chart again tomorrow, but I imagine it's not going to be very good. I mean, the the we Vikings the and their half. their mop up touchdowns at the end. yards passing. That's terrible. How much? Twenty seven. Oh, jeez. He had fifty nine heading into the fourth quarter. Rather have fucking super toe in there doing that too. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, guys, it's very difficult to watch. But you know, one guy sat on the thread tonight about halfway through the fourth quarter. I think when we blew the fourth down call, you know, after the fiftieth mistake right. or whatever. <laughs> he said, "Sorry to tell you guys this, but I'm out. I'm out tonight. I'm done. I'm done watching this shit." And nobody could even say, "Wow." Nobody wanted to rip him or anything. It's like. Yeah, we understood. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you give him a hard time? I mean, uh, sorry, guys. I'm done getting hit in the face with a shovel. I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. The Vikings have to give us something to, pl to play for or shoot for as fans. It's really disheartening. Yeah, it really is. Well, right I'm, I'm sure as an organization they want to, but it's just poor choices. Something's got to change or they're not going to win another game this year. That that's you know what you should start the show with that. That's about the bottom line. That's how they look. They look terrible. They look really. It looks like a really bad team. Okay, I think we've hashed how bad they've looked. Hash hash hash. 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 So, I think it's time Fuck. to wrap it up. Drew, Fuck off. what have I you got? Meow meow, Viking cow, and fire flop of the clown, and get Fansky in there. Stepin Bansky, whatever the fuck is. <laughs> Ted, no, it's good. Good to see you guys, dude. Uh, I got nothing. 
I, I'm, I mean, it's it's getting hard. It's it's. Who do we got next week? Miami at home. Miami. Who just beat New England? <laughs> so we'll uh, see. Yeah, what are you going to say? We're going to kick their ass. I mean, no, no, <laughs> no. I predict three and out on the first series. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. There's no, your, uh, you know there's what? Your spicy hot take. <laughs> I'm gonna think of some new questions before we do we do the Miami prelim show, and then we'll you know I'll give you guys another shot. We'll go with five questions. See so who can win the best out of five. All right. All right. Everybody have a great week. Good talking to you guys. This stuff happens, unfortunately. We're Vikings uh, fans. We've lived uh, through it for decades. Uh, uh, uh. Drew will have his stroke Ted's going to drink some more beer I'm going to join him and we'll talk to you soon later guys I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.